Takes is a podcast from BCA Research, informing investors with straightforward, actionable analysis of macro and market events. Hi there, and welcome to the Quick Takes podcast. I'm your host, Rakaya Ibrahim, strategist at BCA Research. The U.S. dollar has been steadily depreciating since the beginning of Q4, with the weakness being broad-based against nearly all major DM and EM currencies. With the DXY index now at its lowest since early June 2022, a key question facing investors is whether the dollar's weakness marks the beginning of a bear market for the greenback or if it's just a technical correction. My colleague Chester Tonifor is joining me this week to help answer this question and more. Chester heads up BCA's Foreign Exchange Strategy Service and will discuss the drivers of the dollar's recent weakness, where it's likely heading, and the role of monetary policy in the dollar's outlook. Welcome to the podcast, Chester. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Kaya. So after an impressive rally in 2021 and most of 22, uh, the DXY index peaked in late September last year and has since fallen by more than 10%. Uh, what are the factors that have driven the dollar's weakness over the past few months? Okay, I think there have been uh, multiple factors. So the easiest place to start is uh, technical conditions. So we know, as you mentioned, that the dollar was in this perfect bull market since 2021. We uh, failed to sustainably break below the 50 or 100 day moving average. It became very overbought. And since you look at the, if you look at the dollar bull market uh, since 2021, is generally hit levels whereby you would expect the consolidation when you're looking at dollar bull markets in history. So technical conditions was the first uh, first factor, I think, where we're due for a reprieve. Um, the second factor, uh, which is more important related to fundamentals, was really interest rate differentials. In the euro area, we saw the two-year real yield that rose relative to the US, especially given the decline in natural gas prices, energy prices that helped Assuage the upside uh, that we saw in Euro area inflation expectations. And it was happening at a time where Euro area economic activity was improving as well. So we've seen like uh, indices from the ZU, from the Centex, and today from the PMI that showed upward revisions. And so those, the combination of those two factors, I think, was consistent with a dollar fall. So overbought conditions and improving economic activity abroad. And we often refer to the dollar as a counter-cyclical currency because it typically strengthens during periods of weak economic growth. Now, you do mention, you know, an improvement in the data abroad in the eurozone. But at present, many economic indicators are also pointing to softening economic activity and a recession as a possibility for this year. So, for example, in the U.S., the leading economic indicator, which was updated earlier this week, that continues to decline and it's sending a recessionary signal. So my question is, given where we stand with technicals, valuations, these things that you mentioned, would you expect the U.S. dollar to rebound in a scenario where growth deteriorates further this year? Yeah, I will. I I mean, I would expect the the dollar to rebound like in a scenario where uh, like, you know, like uh, growth deteriorates uh, later this year. So maybe to just recap, I think we've probably seen a peak in the dollar, uh, given the levels that we hit on the DXY closer to 115. But a lot of these factors that you mentioned, Rukaya, are very, very valid and could lead to a sustained bounce in the dollar. So 
Let's just look at a couple of numbers just to start off with. So we know for a fact that every single recession that has been defined by the NDER since the 1970s, the dollar has risen. The exception was maybe the 1980s, but in that period we had you know, high inflation and the Fed was a little bit more hawkish. But we know that even when we anticipate a recession in general, once it comes into play, the dollar tends to rise. The second point I would like to mention is also the fact of the what is also the the fact that usually a decline in the dollar tends to help export growth, uh, in the sense that the decline in the dollar should be beneficial for EM economies, uh, like you know, like more post-cyclic economies. You should see export growth rise, and we're not seeing that yet in the numbers. So that points to me that the risks to growth globally. Uh, going forward is to the downside. And so in that scenario, you'd expect the, the dollar to rally. That said, again, the dollar was massively overvalued going into late last year. Even with the decline that we've seen this year, as you mentioned, the 10, 11% decline, it is still overvalued. And so I expect that over a cyclical horizon, you would expect the dollar to decline. So to, to encapsulate what I'm saying, yes, we've seen a peak, but expect the bounce in the very near term. Okay, and let's also discuss the role of inflation, inflation expectations in monetary policy. Uh, At the beginning, you did mention the real interest rate differentials moving against the dollar. There is a growing body of evidence that suggests that even though inflationary pressures are still pretty elevated, they are moderating and market participants have adjusted their policy expectations accordingly. For example, they expect that the Fed will slow the pace of rate hikes to 25 basis points at its meeting next week to pause the rate hike cycle by uh, mid-year and to subsequently pivot to cutting interest rates in the second half of the year. Meanwhile, the rhetoric out of the ECB, uh, it remains quite hawkish, basically signaling that a couple more 50 basis point hikes are possible. So my question is, what are you watching at next week's Fed meeting as well as next week's ECB meeting to guide your outlook for the dollar? Um, it's a great question and it's a difficult question to answer, to be honest. Uh, so I think what you have described is likely what is going to transpire. So we're probably going to get 25 basis points from the Fed next week. So we're going to get a slow, slower pace of rate hikes from the Federal Reserve. At the same time, uh, we've been hearing from the ECB lately that they're going to stay hawkish until those inflation numbers come down. So from a relative interest rate differential, a perspective that is bullish the euro. Uh, the ECB has been hawkish uh, relative to the Fed. It's been showing up in not only nominal interest rate differentials, but real interest rate differentials as well. As I mentioned, as those energy prices have been coming down. And so that has been putting a bit under the euro. But going forward, I think that you could expect that inflation in the euro area is going to subside uh, over like a medium term horizon. So I'm talking over like the next three to six months. So you can see the decline in energy prices, especially natural gas and electricity prices that have come down quite tremendously. That should assuage upward pressure on euro area inflation. And at the same time, uh, from a technical perspective, given that the euro is a mirror image of what's been happening to the dollar, you can expect that the euro is going to also probably walk off, walk off of about conditions that have been built up over the last few 
months. Uh, again, speculators are very long the euro relative to the dollar. And so to the extent that a lot of this economic good news has been priced in, you would expect that the euro will subside. So in the very near term, what I'm trying to say is that, yes, like next week's meeting, I think would still be on the roadmap of a higher euro, lower dollar. But if you're looking beyond next week's meeting, you would expect that some overbought conditions in the euro are going to be walked off. And that will provide a leg for longer term investors to be able to get into the euro, given that it's still an undervalued currency. Great. Thank you very much again for joining me today, Chester. It's my pleasure, Rukaya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quick Takes podcast. We'll be bringing you weekly quick takes with BCA strategists on a range of macro and market topics. Next week, my colleague Peter Barrison, who heads up BCA's Global Investment Strategy Service, will join me to discuss the impact of higher mortgage rates on housing markets globally.